Welcome to the Parents of Goers community. This podcast is for you and for me and for all of us, the stayers, as we choose to thrive with a child on mission. Well, hello, Julie. We have Julie H. We're going to use our first names on the podcast. And so we have Julie H. with me here today. And so, Julie, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay. I am a a 55 mother of two. I grew up in St. Louis, um, moved to Kansas City after I um, met the man I married, and I had two daughters in Kansas City. We I lived there for 11 years. Um, okay. The marriage did not work out. We divorced. Okay. Um, I ended up moving, relocating with my company to Cedar Rapids, where I live now, and met a wonderful man. Um, we've been married now eight years. So we have four daughters between us. Wow. Um, My daughters are 24 and 21, both married. Okay. Um, His daughters are 24 and 19. um, And his oldest just recently um, also gave us our first grandchild. Oh, how fun. We're a growing family. Um, Our children no longer live here in the same city we are. Um, they're kind of scattered throughout the oldest girls, all girls, by the way, the oldest girls. He's, he's, uh, kind of your husband's just the one guy in a very female oriented household. Lucky him. That's right. Um, plus the two dogs. So yes. Uh, lucky him. Yes. Lucky him. Um, our, our oldest, my oldest bonus daughter lives in Omaha, um, with the grandbaby. My oldest daughter and her husband live in Kansas City. Um, Our youngest, uh, who's 19, is in Council Bluffs going to school. So she's she's attending college there. Um, And then my youngest and her husband are the goers. And they are located in Kenya currently. And they are, tell me, 21 and how old are they? Very young. 21 and 22. That's right. Yeah. Very young. So um, you are a new stayer. You you just recently sent them. I did. They left in June. Okay. Um, they're on a two-year contract with the company that they're working for. Okay. Yes. So um, tell me, we're going to get a little backstory. So okay. tell me how your daughter decided to go on mission and uh, like, was this a surprise? What events precipitated it? Um, so you said been gone since June, but yeah, give us a little backstory on that. Okay. Um, oh gosh. And where to, to where to begin? Where to begin? Um, uh, high school. So my daughter, um, Allie, okay. she, um, while through going through high school, she had a best friend whose older daughter or oldest older sister, had belonged to a youth group at a local church. And through that older sister, um, my daughter, Allie, and her best friend just kind of thought, oh, that's what we want to do when we get to high school. And oh. so they joined the, this youth group um, at the local church. And at that local youth group, um, those leaders took those kids on missionary trips um, every summer. Okay. So they started going, doing all the, the you know, Texas, 
Um, I think they went to the Adirondack Mountains, Kansas City, places doing um, missionary work. That same leader was also connected um, with a not-for-profit located out of Malawi. And so... Where's Malawi? Where is that? So that's on the African continent. So that's the country of Malawi. Yeah. Um, And it's a tiny little country um, kind of on the eastern edge of the African continent. Okay. Okay. I'm visualizing. Um, Okay. It's very small. All right. So the leader of this youth group started asking other students um, if they wanted to attend, if they wanted to go as leaders, if they wanted to go as staff um, and work. What they, what this particular um, business did was it ran a youth camp. Hmm. So basically teaching kids how to be kids um, in an area where they don't really get that opportunity much. Um, So there's, there's a lot of homeless children. There's a lot of children taking care of children. Wow. um, So this, so they, my daughter um, signed up to be on staff and started going at the age of 17, um, taking trips to Malawi. Um, The first two were two weeks at a time. And then she did a trip for six weeks. Um, and this is where she also kind of, uh, her husband is also, was also a member of this youth group and also traveled on staff. Um, so they both really found a heart, Hmm. um, for giving to these children, Hmm. um, taking care of these children. Right. They went off to college. Um, they both went to Iowa state university And um, through the church cornerstone that they Mm -hmm. became a part of, um, they became leaders in the IFC, um, Uh International um, Group. Friendship Connection, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they started, my daughter would make those phone calls home and say, Mom, I've got a um, a Chinese friend, not that it mattered where they were from, who doesn't have a family to go Uh home for Christmas. Can we bring her home? Yeah, course you can bring her home, bring anybody home. Um, so towards her last year um, of, before graduating, I was visiting her and she, we're on a walk and she says to me, mom, you know, Luke and I are talking about maybe missionary work. And I was like, okay, you've, been there you've done it before I don't I'm not scared about it however um okay let's just see where this goes they were very much we want to see where we're led we have hearts for this but we don't know if God's going to lead us outside of the country or within the country okay um so I get to start thinking about, oh my gosh, they're, they want to go into missionary work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Um, and they prayed about it. They just continued. They, uh, con- they were approached um, by an organization. Um, they did all of their fact-finding, asking the questions, asking people that they knew right. that had done work like this before. Um, 
And a year later, after not quite graduation, because they left for training in April, and Allie didn't graduate from um, from college until May. Mm. So they did train. They did uh, a little uh, celebration for her um, while she was in training in Virginia, okay. um, and they left in June for Kenya. Oh wow! So they graduated and left. There was no, yeah, no break. There, Yep. They, she graduated and was virtually already gone by the time. Wow. Yes. So how has that adjustment been so far? So it's been almost six months. Almost six months. Um, the good well, news was... They're a long ways away. They are a long way. So since the time change, they're now nine hours different. Mm. Um, it's about a 17 hour plane ride. Yep. Um, to get there. Um, the adjustment was not easy Hmm. and especially knowing that they were going to be going so far. The good thing was, um, and I tell people this all the time, luckily for me, God gave me a year Mm -hmm. to prepare my mama heart to know that they were going where they needed to be. Um, all of the obstacles in their age, they weren't old enough yet to be accepted. Hmm. Um, she hadn't graduated yet, which was a a requirement of the company. Hmm. All the obstacles were broken down. Um, so therefore as a mom, Mm -hmm. I just knew this was where they were meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to send them. But yes. there is a comfort knowing, no, they've sought God as well. And yeah. they feel like he is really leading them here. And so I'm going to trust the spirit in them that, that that's the right thing. But as a parent, there's a conflict that occurs. Uh-huh. Because your head says, as a parent, I want to protect them. Totally. I need, you know, I, I, I want to stop bad things from happening. I want to prevent bad things from happening. Yes, and so when this happens and your adult children start making adult decisions, yep. you know, all that I can do as a parent, one is support them mm-hmm. and know that no matter what, I am here for them um, realistically day or night. I missed a phone call at 5 a.m. this morning, mm-hmm. um, but I'm here for them to support them. Right. Um, and knowing that they had done their homework right. ahead of time. You got to trust them. You got to trust, you got to trust them and you got to trust the Lord. Exactly. Yes. And it's hard because when they're small, you can get to them. They cry in the night. You can get to them in an instant. That's right. But when they're grown up and they're a day away by airplane, it's a long time before you could get to them if they needed you. That's right. So that's the hard thing, knowing that they're so far away. That's right. Yep. I hear you. I, I hear you. Um, so, uh, have you celebrated like any birthdays or holidays with them gone so far? Um, or family gatherings. We're coming up on those, on the big ones, obviously Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, we have a family vacation every year that my family takes that they missed this year. Um, they were gone for their birthdays. They were both in training for birthdays. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, it was nice when they, for birthdays, because I could send them things to where they were at training. It's not that easy in another country, nor is is it cheap. Right. I really, really, when my kids left and they were in China for a long time, I really, really wanted to physically send them something from me. I just had this mom intuition, like I need to have, I need to give them something. Well, I tried it and it, it probably cost me over $200. And then it took, oh, six weeks to get there. And then they had to hunt it down at some strange convenience store. It just, it doesn't work like the USPS. It does not. And so even though that's a real urge we want to do, it's usually not a good idea. Yeah. I hear you on that also. Yes. It's easier to transfer money and Uh say, go buy it, go, go get it. And your means of purchasing, just go get it. But as a mother, I understand you just really want to give them something or bake them something or gift them, but it doesn't work very well when they're overseas. So that's something I had to really adjust to having my kids at college. I would send them care packages. That's right. You can't send them care packages, but what you can do sometimes if you know they're going to leave, you could send them like notes to open at a certain time or a birthday card. That's what I've found to be helpful. So you have to, you, you learn to be creative. You learn to be creative. Um, because you, you, that's correct. You can't just give the way that you would normally give exactly. yep. if they were living in the United States. Right. That's right. Yeah. So that was an adjustment and not having them around with the family during their birthdays or holidays that always, um, I felt the absence and I had a little bit of angst toward other family members that had all of their children around them. Yeah. So that was something I had to fight against. Like, I'm very jealous of you. And I had to say, no, this is right. It's what they're supposed to be doing. And I am going to feel honored that God chose my children instead of um, depressed about that. That's right. Yeah, exactly. You have to change to see the positive rather than, you know, kind of living in the negative. So that's right. That has helped me. Um, so what has been, I sent you these questions before and you had some really good answers. So, um, what's been the hardest thing? We talked a little bit about that. What's been the hardest thing? What's been the best thing? Um, okay. Now I, now I, trying to remember what I had on my, for my answers. Um, the hardest thing is not knowing if this is a two year commitment Mm -hmm. or if this potentially is a lifelong commitment. Right. Um, my children, you know, my daughter and my son-in-law being so young, Mm -hmm. um, I was very proud of them for, doing this and, and proud's terrible because they, I, you know, I I didn't have any, I didn't do anything to do this. Um, but I'm proud that they're listening to their heart and they're following the path that God has laid out for them. Yeah. But the hard part about that is, you know, they're considering adopting Mm -hmm. what happens if they have, you know, other biological children and they decide to do this for the long haul. Oh, I pray a lot and I say, Lord, if that's what they're meant to do, 
then you're going to have to help my heart, my mama's heart again and my grandma heart, because that's going to be really difficult for me not to be able to hug those kiddos whenever I want. Um, Yeah. Our kids chose after their two year, they chose to be long-term. Yeah. And then um, a year after that, when our granddaughter was born, we flew in after she was born and um, saw her and just were amazed at her. And then we had to leave her when she was seven days old. That was one of the hardest things ever. So that, um, that is a difficult prospect. Yes. yes. And not to know. And they didn't really know. They would kind of decide. So they couldn't give us clues. Yeah. It's hard. And I know we have conversations that they're talking they're talking about all options for their future. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they've only been there six months, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're thinking that far ahead. Um, and I appreciate that because I like, again, I got the warning that they were going to begin with. I like having that. Um, okay, mom, you, you need to get ready for this kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, I appreciate that because I do believe that's God preparing my heart for mm-hmm. This might be the long haul, but that's, and that's the hardest thing right now mm-hmm. is the not knowing, Okay, but the risk of that being, this could be a lifetime commitment for them. Right. Right. You have to hold it loosely. Hold those kids loosely. That's right. Yeah. What's been the best thing? What has been good about this? Um, you know, I think the best thing that a mom ever wants for their children is to be happy yeah. And I see my daughter, um, not that it's, you know, been a bed of roses because there's been challenges and difficulties, mm-hmm. but she and her husband are just living their best life. Mm. Um, and you know, that, that's not just what I see because that's what she's portraying, mm-hmm. you know, on social media or on, in her, um, in her newsletters. That's what I'm getting in those phone calls that I'm Uh, getting with her. It's that look on her face. It's the, um, mom, I can't wait for you to visit and meet my friends and uh, see my house and visit my church. And it's those types of conversations that it's such a great feeling that they really are living their best life. As a parent, you can't ask for anything more than that. I remember... Yeah, agreed. I remember visiting our son and daughter-in-law for the first time, uh, probably six months after they had been uh, in China. And um, my daughter-in-law described it as she just felt like she was building spiritual muscles in a way that she couldn't in the States. So I love that analogy because, yeah, it does build spiritual muscles. Um, You know, you have to learn a new language. You have to rely on God for mostly everything because everything's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. So that is fun to see your kids get in shape more spiritually. Yep. Yeah. That's right. So you talked about phone calls. What is your most, like, what have you found to be effective communication? You want to talk to her, obviously. Yes. I want to talk. Um, you know, when they first left as a mom, I said, okay can we do like scheduled nights? Let's do a regular so that I can look forward to and have something to look forward to. Right. And as they got closer to leaving, um, it kind of came to me and said, okay, stop. 
this isn't about you, mom. Mm. But it <laughs> feels is, like it is. It feels like it is because yeah. it's, it, it's, you've got all, you play all, you go through all of the emotions, totally. all of the emotions. Totally. And anything I can do to prevent those, those, um, disturbing emotions, the mm-hmm. sadness. Yeah. Of, you know. But I, I, I came to the understanding, the realization, this isn't about me. This is about them. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you call me when it's good for you. Cause if you're mm-hmm. not having a good day, mm-hmm. calling home to mom might make it worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, they have a rule with this organization. Moms still get to visit in the first year. And I said, wow. wait, the year. I said, a year. I said, what? They said, yeah, because the, the risk is if, if the goers are unhappy and moms visit within the first year, moms convince their kids to go home. Oh. And I said, I said, but they realize this mama's not doing that. <laughs> I'm not, I get a special dispensation. This mama says you committed to this. Yep. You finish what you started. Yeah. Very um, good. But so the phone calls when she does call yeah. are that much more special. Very sweet. And we FaceTime. So we love WhatsApp. It's mm-hmm. free. Mm. It's a great connection. I WhatsApped her by phone for an hour last week while I was driving through Missouri. So um, it was it was fabulous. Typically, if I can FaceTime her and see her face. Yes. That is what makes oh, me happy. I agree. But there's other things. She uses her Facebook. Um, she uses Snapchat in order to stay in connection with my family, grandpa, okay. aunts and okay. uncles, cousins. Very fun. Um, just to be able to share photos or get a snapshot oh, of what's please. happening in somebody's life at this yeah, particular time. I love that. Those are great ideas. It's, it's been, um, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. Yeah. You just have to find your rhythm. Like you said, you decide to let her call you. I think that's, you know, for some kids, that's the very best. So good job with that. So what words, we're going to wrap this up a little bit, but what words of wisdom do you have for other missionary mamas or dads too? But I think, you know, we're kind of speaking to the mama heart here. So what words of wisdom in the six month that your kids have been gone, what maybe has got taught you or what do you think other moms could gain from? I would say probably most um, moms and dads, it's not easy. Mm. (laughs) Um, But to help make yourself feel better, you know, ask all the questions. Very good. Um, Talk to other parents reach out, um, you know, to your kids, talk through it mm-hmm. before they go, mm-hmm. um, talk to leaders, talk to the organization, talk to other people who have been through it, mm-hmm. um, in order to at least you're not going to be able to make them change their minds. That's mm-hmm. not the point, mm-hmm. but to help yourself, um, figure out how to deal with it while they're gone mm-hmm. and in the best possible way. Right. Um, turning those negatives, they're going, yes, but they're going and they're serving the Lord. Totally. This is what they feel led. Mm-hmm. And that, that can't be, a, like, 
that can't be a terrible step. That's got to right. be a great positive thing. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you're with, with what you said, you've been empowering and educating yourself. So you don't feel like a victim. Correct. You feel like you're in control. And I think that's really important for all of us to read up on the country your kids are in and, and talk to the people that sent them. Talk to your kids. Don't be afraid to ask them questions. That's right. Yeah. So I think the more we know, the better we can frame the experience in our minds. Completely agree. A hundred percent. Yep. Yep. So I think all of this information will be incredibly helpful to other listeners. So thanks so much for joining us today, Julie. And um, we hope that other people will be emboldened by your interview and join us too. So thanks very much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. 